you know, you're, you're one pitch away there um, and trying to go the, the comeback sinker away. Um, I think I just got a little bit too much around it. Um, it didn't really come back and it was a little bit of a yank um, and it got past Gary. Um, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a place where I think with a sinker, you can't, you can't miss in that location. You got to miss down. Um, so it's a pitch that, uh, um, you know, if I execute, obviously it's, uh, it's a serious sweep there. Flip, that's Clay Holmes talking about the pitch that got away. Of course, that wild pitch allowed the Orioles to tie the game in the ninth inning on Thursday. Baltimore went on to win the game 3-2 in extra innings. Flip, how much does that loss sting? Uh, every loss hurts now. I mean, the Yankees are in this, are in, are in this epic fight, you know, to, to make the playoffs. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, despite my prediction of them winning the division, it doesn't look like that's going to happen now. I mean, it just it's such a long shot for that to happen right now. So you got to look at the the immediate, obviously the wild cards positions, and uh, you, you know you've got uh, you've got Boston, you've got Toronto, you've got the Yankees, you've got basically three teams vying for two spots. So every one of these games is critical, especially with the Yankees having games left with Toronto and Boston, which I guess we'll talk about later on that's on the schedule. But the reality is, every loss hurts. Every win is important. I mean, you, you, this is where you got to go deep inside. You got to see what you're made of in games like last night. And I tell you what, the Yankees, Yankees are not playing. They're not, they're just giving games away. They gave that game away. You, you got to close that out. You got to lead in the ninth inning. You have to close it out. And the Yankees didn't do that for a couple of reasons, but uh, it's, it's just, it's just, this is just so difficult because like I said, every, every inning, every pitch, every game matters so much. And when you lose like that, and the Yankees have had a whole slew of losses this year where these gut punch losses where you sit there and go like, Wow, I mean, you should have won that game. We should have won that game. We should have won. They're going to look back on this season. If we don't make the playoffs, they're going to say, we, you know, we, not only did we not make the playoffs, but we could have won the division had we won half of the games that we, we gave away. This is not good. This, this isn't good. This team is better than that, and they're not showing it. That's a good point, Flip, because the Yankees ended up this season going 11-8 and eight against the Orioles. 11-8. and 11-8. and eight. I mean <laughs> – I mean, I know you like the Orioles and all that, but but still, Kev, I mean, come on. 11 and 8. See, that, that's the difference. That, that's, that's, I mean, the other teams just beat up on the Orioles and the Yankees didn't. I mean, that's yeah. the difference when all said and done. That may be the difference in the Yankees making the playoffs or not. So, I mean, these are the games they have to win because, you know, they got showdown games coming up. They really do. The last three series of the year, you know, you've got, you've got, you've got Boston, you've got uh, Toronto, and you've got Tampa Bay. So, I mean, you, you got to win those games. And you, so, you got to be in a position to win them. You got to be close to the wild card standing. They need these games. They can't afford to give away any more games. They've given way too many up already. In comparison, the Rays are 18 and one against the Orioles this season. 18 and one. 18 and one. Think of <laughs> so that. That's the difference. At least the Orioles didn't get shut out. I mean, they didn't get shut out. 18, <laughs> you know, 19 nothing. I mean, that's a good sign. By the way, the eight wins that the Orioles have over the Yankees is the most against any opponent all season that the Orioles have. They only have 47 wins. Eight of them are against the Yankees. They must say, thank God for the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, I mean this I is go- crazy. that's crazy, Kev. That's crazy. This team is much better than that to play like this. They're better than that. But you know what? Look, we look, but okay, well, we can't change what's happened. You got to look to the future. You know, and the Yankees have still have a wonderful chance. They just they do. They're right in it. They can still win the wild card. They can, and then they could wind up hosting the playoffs, 
the the wild card game. And listen, the playing games, I can't stand that game. I hate that game. It really, it's such a Russian roulette game. It really is to play to be in that series. It's like because you know, and then you're going to have to pitch your best pitcher, which would be Cole, and hopefully you win the game. But then you win the game, you don't get Cole till game three of the playoffs, the next round. It just hurts you in so many ways. It's a game to be avoided at all costs. That's why you really want to win the division because it just sets you up so much, such a, such a better position than going into that wild card game. But hey, the wild card game is the playoffs. You, you got to take it one at a time. You win that game, you know, good. Then then you then you're in the DS and hopefully you move on from there. So the Yankees can't worry about where they're going to be, which is going to happen. You got to win games. You have to win games. They'll win games. This is all a moot point. I do want to look to the future, like you said, but one more thing on Thursday night's game. Going back to the wild pitch in particular, after the game, Clay Holmes said all the right things. Put the onus on him, his fault. It was scored a wild pitch. However, some people like to think that Gary Sanchez should have had that ball. In particular, his manager, Aaron Boone, after the game said he had to keep that ball in front of him. Are you surprised to hear Aaron Boone, somebody who always has his players back, say Gary Sanchez needed to have that ball in front of him? He's right. He's absolutely right. He did need to have it in front of him. I mean, look, you got to applaud, you know, Aaron Boone's bravado and his, his, you know, his never say die attitude. I mean, he's got a lot of things going for him. That's one of the things he has going for him is his attitude about it all. I mean, I think he's, he's wonderful. And, he, and they'll think that the players don't hear that and they don't appreciate what's being said. But you know what? It's true. You you got to have that ball in front of you, and there's just no excuse for some of the plays that the Yankees make. Well, actually, they don't make <laughs> plays. They don't make more than make. You know, it's there's no excuse for this. It's a big league level. These are big league ball players. They're better than this. That's the thing, though. That's the thing that absolutely slaughters me. If they weren't better than this, you say, well, you know, they're they're not that. They're not a great team. But this is a potentially a really good baseball team, and they played at times like they're like 13 in a row. You know, good. Okay, you don't win that those many games against some of those teams unless you are good. The Yankees have a lot of good players, and, and they, you know, but just they just can't find it. They can't find their sea legs. They can't find a consistency. That's the thing that's really hurt them this year. They just they're just not consistent. No, it's been a roller coaster. And and as we record this, they're half game out of the wild card. Yes or no? Do the Yankees make the postseason? Well, you shouldn't listen to me because I just I said they would win the division. You know, I said that on this show. I'm trying to go easy on you. Oh, that's all right. I, you know, it's like I, I really saw them winning the division. I mean, at the time I said that, they had come. They really were. They were, you know, they were on. They were making a charge back. They were five or six back from where they had been, which was double digits. I think or just about double digits at one point. And that was a big charge. And and then they were really situated well. They had a solid lead in the wild card races. So it puts them very favorable to obviously a postseason berth. That was great. And then they, you know, they they just and they were challenging the Rays. They were in a position to challenge them for the for the for the lead in the AL East, and they didn't do either. You know, they lost their they lost their the strangle without a strangle. They had but they had a nice little hold on on the wild card position. They lost that, and obviously, right now it's it's not mathematically it's impossible. But where the Yankees are playing, they're just not winning. I mean, how are you going to catch Tampa Bay? So I mean, they're not in a great spot right now. But there are games left, and they and 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 right now they're very much in it. And I, you know, but and the head-to-heads will figure everything out. You've got Boston and Toronto, and I'm sorry, Boston the head-to-head, Toronto and head-to-head, and Tampa at the end, of, uh, head-to-head. Those are, that's how we play at the end of the season, the last three series. And those series, were, I mean, now they're pivotal. They're, they're all important. They got, but you got to win a game like yesterday. How do you not win that game last night? You have to win that game. We gave, we gave it away. Sorry, we gave it away. They're better yeah. than this, and they're not showing. Uh, unfortunately, you're right. There's a handful. I don't even want maybe two handfuls 
of games you could point to. That's one that we really needed to have this season. So you're completely right. Uh, If the Yankees do make the postseason, they will certainly have earned it because, like you said, their schedule is hard coming up. Yeah, they're They're not backing into anything. I'll tell you that. No, no, they're not. They have 15 games left. The first six is where they really need to make hay. The first six are against Cleveland and Texas. So that's where they have to win these games. Like you said, the next nine, Boston, Toronto, and then Tampa Bay to close the season. Those last nine, that's your season. And unfortunately for the Yankees, when you look at the strength of the schedule, they have the 11th hardest remaining schedule in all of baseball. The 11th. Now that's hard, but what makes it worse is the Red Sox have the easiest schedule. Do you want me to tell you what the the, uh, Red Sox is? How many games the Red Sox have left? Oh, now you're giving me all the hard questions. Let's see. Six against Baltimore, three against the Yankees, three against Washington, and two against the Mets. That's 14 games. Yeah. Math is right. 14. That would be about right. So if they have 14 games left, I mean, but see, a lot of those teams are very beatable. They're all beatable. And I'm not saying they, I'm not saying they're going to run the table. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that you know, at the one, listen when the season starts. If you say you could say with a straight face that you're going to be in this race, you're going to be in the race for the playoffs, and it's mid-September, is that mission accomplished? Well, in most in a lot of cases, it is. It's like wow, we we hung in this thing. We, we're, we're in a playoff contender, and there's and there's only two weeks left in the season. Like we did our jobs. Well, you know what? The, 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 yes, that the, and you could say there's a lot of injuries. There are a lot of mitigating circumstances. There were some for sure. And anytime you got COVID in this equation, look how many COVID cases the Yankees said. Look, that took a toll on them. Don't think that doesn't didn't take a toll. It really did. So you consider what they had to battle. I give them a lot of credit, but still in all, it's a result business. And the results said that they should have won. The results said they should be better than this, but but we can't worry about what could have, would have, should have. You have to look at where you are on the loss column, how many games you have left, and you just got to win. And you just can't give away games like last night. If you, do, if you give away more games like that, you're not going to get there. So, you know, that's the Yankees look, look in the mirror. If they don't get there, they only have themselves to blame. Knowing that the Red Sox have the easiest schedule the rest of the way, I think I'm going to predict they're in. They're in the postseason in my mind. So there's one team, one spot left. It goes to either Toronto or New York in my mind. Toronto has the fifth easiest schedule. Flip. Let me give you this. Seven against Minnesota. Seven against the Twins, Tampa Bay and the Yankees, and then Baltimore. You're talking about Toronto. That's what Toronto's facing, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, look, I mean, uh, when we did our, our show at the beginning of the season, we would try to crystal ball it. I said the Yankees would have – Yankees would be the Yankees, but Toronto would be right on their heels. I didn't say Boston. You know, I mean, I, and uh, so that's on, that's on us, I guess, but – but I don't know anybody to pick Boston, truthfully. I, I, never, nobody really saw them as, as a, a team that was a strong playoff contender, but obviously they are now. And that has a lot to do with Cora. And Cora just keeps them in a lot, of, a lot of fights. He's just good. And he's a great manager, actually. So, you know, I think some of it is, is you've got to tip your hat to him. You have to tip your hat to those players. Because, again, they have a lot of holes on that team. But getting Sale back was, was, was really important to them because they needed somebody at the top of that rotation who could anchor it. Sale gives you that, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, kudos to the Red tough. Sox. What's that? Kudos to the Red Sox. Nobody yeah. saw them, right? Nobody from the beginning them. of the season. Toronto's good. I mean, Toronto is Toronto's been the hottest team the last month. They've they've been on fire, 
they've just been right there. And they're uh, and the way Guerrero's going, Guerrero's unbelievable. Guerrero could win the trip. I'm not saying he is. He could win the triple crown. It's possible. Guerrero could win the triple crown and not be the MVP. Yeah, because Otani's going to be the MVP. I agree. So, I mean, so how does how does that's never happened? Or has it happened before? I'm not really I, sure. I don't think it can happen. You could win a triple crown and not be the MVP. It's not possible. But I guess it is. Somebody's going to show that it is. So there you go. <laughs> but I'm just saying those are dangerous teams, both of them. And the way Toronto is playing, the way they they, they handle the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, you, you got you, that's a team that you, you don't want to play in the playoffs. Toronto sent this amazing tweet the day after they scored. I think it was 22 runs was the number. Yeah. The the number they of that, football minutes, teams. 22 minutes, 22 runs in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Two about 10 minutes. I'm just no, I'm just I'm, I'm just having fun with you. I, I, I think that's I think that, that number is amazing, by the way. I mean, you, you couldn't play a little league team and score that way. I mean, that's <laughs> but, amazing. But they outscored legitimately football teams that played that day, which is amazing. Yeah. What was the one of them was probably the Jets. No offense. Don't start with the Jets. Leave me alone with the Jets. <laughs> we got a quarterback though. I'll tell you, the Jets got a quarterback now. So don't. Uh, they got a real quarterback. That kid's going to be awesome. If you guys ever win, it's going to be such a parade, such a party. Uh, you know, I told my I told my boys and I do this trip every year. We go to the Super Bowl. I take them, and you know, they, I mean they're grown adults now, but we do it. It's like a you know guys trip thing, kind of thing. And we have so much fun, and it's just a great trip for for, for the three of us, for me, Johnny, Ed, and Pierce, and just the best. And uh, all the time we talk about. You know, it's his dad, if the Jets could ever get in, the Jets could ever get in. And I always say, you know what, guys, whatever it is that I leave this earth, I guarantee you the next the next season, whatever that is, the Jets will win. That's the curse of being a Jet fan. But that's that's for another day, I suppose. Uh, yes. Uh, but anyway, getting back to wherever we were, uh, wherever we were was interesting because it's not wherever we were, it's where we're going to wind up. You it is that? where we're going to wind up. And before we talk about that flip, how about we set the table real quick? I am Kevin Sullivan from the Digital Media Department here at Yes, alongside, as always, Sports Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Mr. John J. Filippelli. Flip, how are you today? Well, you know, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, it's a lot of things to overcome. We haven't been on it in a while. You know, we should sort of explain that just briefly, why we haven't been here, because uh, we just have some personal issues uh, we tried to deal with. Uh, there was a hurricane here in, uh, a week or so ago, and... Uh, that did a lot of damage to to my home, and uh, so we have to rebuild. We have to move out, find a place to live, uh, which has been really not easy. And uh, so, you know, and it's thank God nobody got hurt. And uh, but everybody's sort of this sort of you know had to relocate, and so we're in. A, and then we have to rebuild the the, the area, the homes, the, the whatever. And uh, so that's taken. Make sure you have the right insurance coverage, folks. That's the first thing I tell you. Have to listen to this. Yeah. Insurance is properly and you've got no loopholes in those insurance deals because uh, they don't cut a lot of slack in there so make sure you're covered for whatever it is you need to be covered for and if there's such a thing as extra coverage and i know there is you know, make sure that you take it and if you say well it's chances are you don't you sleep better at night knowing that you're, you're covered for the blanket you know and thing like dennis haysberg right from 24 oh yeah the president from 24 say so you're in good hands with a certain insurance company right you're in good hands with flipping kevin <laughs> You are when it comes to podcasts. You're a good answer, Kevin. So the silence is not because we didn't want to bring you more episodes of Curtain Call. Of course we did. We love doing the, the podcast. Real life just got in the way. Um, I dare real life do that to us. The nerve <laughs> of real life. What is real life? Why? They, what kind of statement is that? 
That's terrible for them to do that to us. But I'll did. call them. I'll leave a comment card saying I, I don't like that. The important thing is everybody's safe, yes. right? And now for our listeners, we're back bringing you the audio that you come to expect from us. So that's the good news. And here usually is where we say rate, review, and subscribe. Is it not, Flip? Yes, right here we say that because we give we don't we give you a lot of things, but we certainly do not give you dead air. There's, that would be great name for a podcast, by the way. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> we're on dead air. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, dead air in the TV radio business means that there's no there's no talk. There's nothing going on. There's nothing. I guess and in radio, nothing because you don't have any visuals. Is is absolute complete death to say it's well we we don't it's what's going on? They're not must be not on the air and you move away. That's dead air. You don't ever want to have dead air. So anyway, now that we've cleared that up, because a lot of people woke up and said, you know, what's dead air? And let's have that discussion. But, no, only on this show. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're back. We're not dead air. <laughs> Some other people, perhaps, but not us. So speaking of other people, I'm yeah. done saying rate, review, subscribe. Because I don't think people want to hear me say rate, review, subscribe anymore. Rate, review, subscribe is not what they want to hear out of my mouth. Let's let the Sopranos tell you that. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. All right, let's throw to this clip, producer Dan Bassone. I really collect them. So I just don't, it's just not my thing. Okay? I haven't I've either. done a bunch of them. I just don't listen to podcasts. The one podcast I do listen to, Curtain Call, is the one podcast that I've listened to a bunch of them, not all of them, but it's about the Yankees. John Filippelli, Kevin Sullivan, and if you're a baseball fan, you don't even have to be just a Yankee fan. If you're not a Yankee fan, you should be. I mean, yeah, but... And it's very informative. You know, if you are if you are into baseball, especially if you're a Yankee fan, you get to really, you know, go behind the scenes, know what's going on, what goes on. And, you know, especially for me, it's fun hearing about the player, you know, and their perspective on the game, you know. And it's real loose. Filippelli's a Brooklyn guy. I've known him. I've done the podcast. I did his podcast. I had a ball. He is a big fan of our podcast. You know, uh, it's called Curtain Call. Wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to it. Really, I mean, yeah. you don't Sports have to be fans, a Yankee fans, baseball fans. Yeah, you don't have to be Yankee, Yankee fans. fans, it's a must. If you're a baseball fan, Curtain Call, I'm telling you guys, from a guy that don't listen to his own podcast, this is a good one. Of course, guys, that was Michael Imperioli and friend of the show, Steve Sharippa, talking about the Curtain Call podcast from their podcast, Talking Sopranos, which Flip is just a great listen. Oh, it's a magnificent listen. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously, I'm a fan of the Sopranos. If I'm not a fan of Sopranos, well, then it's, it's whatever. But the reality is there's, I mean, Sopranos have millions of fans around the world. And, you know, this how many years now that show's been off the air, or around 20 years now, close to it. And uh, that still show still resonates in such a huge way. It's I mean it's a cultural touchstone, and it's an, it's really great. I mean I think it was one of the best shows ever done, and a lot a lot of people feel that way. It's a great great series, and uh, and Steve and, and Michael Perioli, uh, like Crystal Montesante, and Steve Sharippa, and was just awesome in it. And they were all he's great. He's a great actor. It's a lot of fun. He's, he's an interesting guy because he's been in two of the biggest series of all time. He's been the Sopranos, obviously, and he was a he's he's one of the you know staples of Blue Blood uh, on CBS. Uh, that's been on ten or eleven years now, and uh, so he's got a nice role there. So he's been in two of the two of the most interesting and successful series of all time. We're going to talk yeah, baseball, but yeah. one of the things when we talk about the Sopranos all the time, which is it just blows my mind because everybody does this. I say Sopranos, you say Sopranos. Which is it? Sopranos. 
We should have asked Steve because Steve Sharippa was on Curtain Call, obviously. Are you we sure it's Sopranos? His own show? You don't think yeah, he knows I, the name of his own show? I think it's Sopranos. You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> you say, you know, uh, Caribbean, I say Caribbean. You say, I don't know, Sopranos. It's the Sopranos, isn't it? I don't know. Hey, tomato, tomato. Soprano? What do you call it? Sopranos. But that's the name of the show. You say Sopranos. Is that what I said? What do you say? I say Sopranos. Are we saying the same thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You got not me there. Not even close. Let's talk baseball. What's the name of the show? Sopranos. So don't we don't have, are, am I not saying Sopranos? Yeah, but you're saying Sopranos. I'm saying Sopranos. I'm going to wring your neck. <laughs> Thank God for the pandemic that we're not in the same room. Well, no, that's true. So uh, this will be PP. Post post pandemic, you're going to wring my neck. I look forward to that. So you're picking the Yankees to make the postseason. Yes, this is one of the rare instances where you and I agree because I too am picking them to make the postseason. Uh, I'm not we saying better. they're going to win it. <laughs> we better. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to win the division like you did. I know, um, and that's that's looking shaky at the moment. But I, I grant you, it's a little shaky that prediction right now. But. Uh, you know, that's, uh, listen, you got to have fun. I mean, you got to go, you get, listen, if you don't, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And if you don't take a chance, uh, you know, to do nothing is a decision. Well, we never go down that road here. Some other places may do that, but we don't do that. We tell it, we tell it like we see it. And that's that. So I, I they got, they still have an excellent shot of being in the postseason. Although as much as I hate that play in game, you're still in the postseason. I Let's really talk about that. I can't tell you how much I hate that game. I go on for an hour about how much I hate that game. I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to talk about uh, the postseason rosters because these things always intrigue me because there's always that one guy who makes the roster that you're like, how did that guy make the roster? And then he impacts the series. So with that in mind, is there a Yankee that we're, that's going to make this roster that we're going to say, Oh, how did he make this roster? I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be somebody. But again, a lot. Some of this is a lot of it actually is dictated by by the matchups, like who you're playing, and where do you think a certain player? Because again, it's not the state. It's not your staple of players. Your staple guys are going to be out of the twenty. There's twenty six positions in the postseason, right? Because they get that extra position or whatever. It's twenty six. Twenty six is right. Okay, so twenty six. Out of the twenty six, you know, twenty three of them, twenty four of them are going to be players that have been on. The roster for the season, you know who they are, no surprise. It's going to be those one or two spots that the Yankees are going to have to say, how, what players could we have on this roster that are available to us from the 40 men? Who could we put on this roster that's going to help us win this one particular game or if they advance this series? How are we going to win this series? What one or two guys that could we put in here that are going to help us beat these teams? Because it gets down to matchups. There are a lot of trades and things that get made with and the, the trade deadline where, you know, really good GMs, and Brian Cashman is a very good GM, folks. He is. He really is. Okay? He's going to look at this thing and say, what advantage can I get if, in fact, I play the Red Sox? I want to play the Red Sox. What advantage could I possibly get, you know, if I wind up, wind up, playing, wind up playing the Rays? What makes us better? What one or two players can help the difference makers there? You know, is, do I, am I looking for offense? Am I looking for speed on the base? Am I looking for defense? Am I looking for starting pitching relievers? What am I looking for that's going to help put us over the top? And that's really something only they, the Yankees can answer. And it'll be driven by the matchup of who they're playing. One thing I think we know is I don't think they're going to put 13 pitchers on the wild card roster. 
that that doesn't make sense to me. So that leaves room for guys like Andrew Velasquez. That's that might be that guy that you're like, oh wow, I forgot about him, even though he's hard to forget about. Fan favorite Esteban Florial, maybe. Um, maybe I would have thought Greg Allen. Yeah, I'm not certain he's available to be on the roster because he's not on the 40 man anymore. But if he's not on the 40 man, I don't know how he's going to get on. Right. I think he had to be on the 40 man by August 31st. I think that is one of the rules. Um, so that's, you know, it's going to be interesting how they lay that out. You've been dancing around this Cole thing for a little bit. I want to get into it because this intrigues me as well. What if Cole, you need Cole the last game of the season to even get into the wild card? Or if he needs to pitch the wild card? Like that, that's the beauty of how you construct this roster. Yeah, but don't you think you look at, at right now as we record this? Don't you think that's exactly what they're looking at? They're looking at the looking they're right now, they're 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 not on the outside looking in, they, but they could be soon. Um, and this this is going to be that's why every game is so important. Every game, I always want to always preach stay on the field, stay on the field, stay on the field. Every game matters. I that's why I, I always preach. The game you lose in April, how is that less important than the game you, you could lose in September? I mean, that's why you got to win these games. You got to win games against teams you're supposed to beat. Now, sometimes you can't win games against really elite teams. It's a struggle. That's why they're elite teams. They, they're good for a reason, okay? But the teams that aren't that good, you got to beat up on them. You have to send a message that this is these is like we can beat lots of jets. They're not that good, right? We can beat them. We should beat them. You can win every game. Nobody wins every game unless you play the Orioles, okay? It doesn't work out like that. But the reality is that that's it. So you got to play better than 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 they've shown. This is all on them. This is not on anybody else. It's on them. They don't if they don't get there. And and but but to, to your point, to your point about Cole, yes. But that's that's why this has to be a difficult process. It wasn't designed, this, this wild card situation was not designed to be an easy road. It was to be take the most difficult path possible. You, if you don't win the division, you know, you're in here. We're letting you in because you're, you are a good team. If you're a wild card, you usually are a good team. But you know what? And we're giving you a second chance. We're giving the two teams playing in the wild card game a second chance to show that they belong in the postseason dance with the other teams. That's what this is about. So go prove it. Well, the only way to prove it is with your best, probably your best, you have to win. If you have to win that Sunday game to, to want to uh, play in, the, in a wild card game, then you do that. And then Cole pitches that game. If it's set up, with the pitching set up like that, you have to do that. The, the way the Yankees are playing right now, every game matters to them. So every game is a big game. It's connected tissue. Everything is connected. You've got, but you've got to win. And if they're not winning, then all this is moot. But if they do win, say the last game of the season, it comes down to the last game of the season, well, then they may maintain interest in this team the entire year. So congratulations on that, because that's not easy to do, to go wire to wire and have everybody engaged and interested in what you're doing. Very hard to do. And the Yankees are set on a course to do that. That's great. It's good for our TV ratings. It's good for the excitement of the fan base to be engaged in every game, which the Yankees give you. They give you, you know, when they win and they lose, this team is not boring. I mean, they may be a lot of things, but they're not boring. And, and, and that makes them obviously very interesting for a lot of reasons. But they have got to be in a, a situation where, and again, you have to keep winning. Forget about Sunday, the last game of the season. Forget about the wild card playing game. Forget about the division series. Forget about all that. None of that is relevant. It matters until it matters. And you're not there yet. We're not there yet. They, that's why they got to keep winning. I don't care who you play, you got to beat them. Going back to you have to make hay against the Indians coming up and the Rangers. Those wins are just as important as the last series of the season against the Rays. I completely agree. I mean, but the, but the Yankees have had trouble with Baltimore. The Yankees were swept by the Tigers. I mean, uh, we, we, who, but although the Tigers are proving out that they're not, 
they're not, you know, they're not, they're well on the road to uh, becoming a contending team again. They're, they're proving that. Um, they're just in a tough division. But, but having said that, you know, when the Yankees played them, they weren't a great team. And they went in and they beat us. They swept us in Detroit, remember? It wasn't mm-hmm. that all, all that long ago. I mean, you look back and go, what was that about? And, and look, even if you win one of those three games, one, single one game, now don't get swept, one, win one. All those wins right now would put the Yankees, where would they be? I know it's woulda, coulda, shoulda, but but look at it, you go like, wow, all the things. Every team can say that they won certain games that they shouldn't have won and they lost games they shouldn't have lost. Every team faces that in the course of 162 games. That's why that schedule is the crucible. It really is. And people say, ah, it's too long. So, no, it's exactly as long as it needs to be because it's about proving a point. Look at the Dodgers and Giants. Look at that race. You know, tell me that's not one of my epic races ever. I mean, somebody could win 100 games and be a wild card. How about that? You're right. I'm looking up the standings as as you speak. What's the San way? Fran has 95 wins. Dodgers have 94 wins. The poor Padres, 76 wins. You're right. I mean, they, they were and they were really great in the beginning of the season. They were projected to go far. Everybody said this is going to be their year, and you know, led by Tatis, Tatis Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., had an epic season. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's baseball, yeah. Susan. You know, it's baseball. <laughs> I want to talk that about. Says. I want to get back to the Yankees. I want to talk about Brett Gardner because Brett Gardner has been swinging an unbelievably hot bat. Oh, yeah. I mean, minus Thursday night, he went 0 for 4. But in the 37 games before that, so since August 1st, let's say, the man is batting 295, an OBP of 390. That puts him in the top 10 in the American League of OBP since August 1st. What, what was his OBP say again? 390. Okay. Slugging 476. So at 38 years old, Gardner's hot play is curious. Does it surprise you? You know, a lot of guys in their no. late 30s in September run out of gas. No, no. What surprised me was that it took him as long as it did to turn on the afterburners. Uh, it took him a while to get going. I mean, and he had faced portions of the season where he slumped, and he, in some cases, was slumping badly. And people will say, well, that's the end. And, you know, it's played too long. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? No. First of all, he hasn't. And, and as, as evidenced by what he's done. Okay. He can still play game and, and he can still be a difference maker. And he's showing. It. So good for Brett Gardner. That's one. Number two, his leadership ability in that clubhouse is inestimable. It's inestimable. You cannot put a value on, on what he gives the Yankees in that clubhouse. He's the veteran, the judge. All those guys go to, go to Gardner. They seek his advice, they seek his counsel, and he readily gives it. And he's a leader. He's been a leader for a long time in that clubhouse. That is so important. That was one of the reasons the Yankees kept him. I mean, there were other outfielders they could have had, but not just they said, well, we need to keep him. He's a legacy Yankee, you know, that he is. But, you know, this is where you, you can't let sentimentality get in the way of doing your job. And and uh, and the Yankees decided that, to, to make the money, give Gardner the money and keep him. And, you know, and at the time they did it, I thought it was an excellent thing to do. I thought it was the right thing to do. I still think that's the right thing to do. You know, I know he slumped. I know he had some bad moments, but the reality is now you see what Brett Gardner could do and you know what he could do. I mean, what he could do. He don't have to prove himself, but at certain ages, you have to prove yourself in this game. You have to prove yourself every day in baseball. And, you know, Brett Gardner showed what he's made of. I mean, he's showing his medal and, and he's got a lot of, a lot of character and, and he, and he's not afraid to say what needs to be said and he can play. And he, play. there's a kind of place called every play. I, you ever tell me Brett Gardner didn't run the ball out? Brett Gardner didn't try to break up the double play? Brett Gardner didn't try to slide for a ball in the outfield, putting his body in harm's way? 
Brett Gardner plays the game the way it's supposed to be played. And you have to salute anybody that does that. So kudos to Brett Gardner for being Brett Gardner. I have one more important Brett Gardner question before yeah. I do. At least once a podcast, I have to write down a word that I'm going to look up later. A word that Flip said. Inestimable. And that's a word? L'Oreal. You said Brett Gardner is inestimable. I know. He's, he's inestimable. He's not? I don't know what that means. You can't estimate it. I mean, you can't. Meet him oh, okay. I'm going to look that up. You can't quantify what he does. Don't tell me you have to look up quantify. No, I know quantify. I know you do. Those are big words, inestimable. How'd you do in your SATs in, in English? Oh, uh, English is my, that's, that's so where I do well. It's a second language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> oh, stop. You brought it up. I'm just, I'm just commenting. I mean, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm just commenting. I'm, I'm complimenting you saying you're using these big words. Inestimable. I don't consider it estimable to be a, that big a word. I'm going to look it up, see if it even is a word. All right, Brett Gardner. Wow. Is, you don't think inestimable is a word? Spell it. it spell it. I think it. <laughs> That's what you said. No. You said spell it. You didn't say spell an estimable. Oh, man. I expect that out of a, a young boy. Oh, now you're going to get on my age thing, huh? Wow. No, I mean like a child. Well, now you're really getting me. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Brett Gardner? You want to have like the stamp me? Don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, is this Brett Gardner's last season? Probably. Mm-hmm. Because the, the way he's go- it's, it's ending for him this season, I mean, it's, it's going to be such a high note. Now, again, you have the, the Yankees got to make the playoffs. I mean, who knows what happens in the playoffs? But the way this is trending right now, the way he's playing right now, it'll be a high note for him, regardless of when it ends. And I think that that's everyone wants their career to end on a high note. And I think, given how long he's played and what a legacy Yankee he really is, he truly is, uh, I think uh, I think it's a real high note. And I think uh, and, and my, you got to tip your cap to him. He's been a great Yankee. He really has been. Not just what he's done on the streak, but right now the way he's playing, but the way he's always played, and always, always, always carried himself. You have to respect that. I mean, I certainly do. I've been around this game a really long time, and so going on, you know, I don't want to say how many years. It's been a long time, and uh, I, uh, I've seen a lot of players, and you know, and plays really played hard. He's got a lot of Pete Rose in him, you know, a lot of the good, the good qualities that Pete Rose had as a player. A lot of those qualities, uh, Brett Gardner has. Well, if it is his last season, he will likely finish 13th on the list of games played for the Yankees, which kind of surprised me. He's right behind Willie Randolph and some guy named Joe DiMaggio. How many years? Let me look that up while we're, while we're here, because that one did surprise me. He is 14 years. What do you Something think? Like that. 13 or 14. Yeah. That's to me. In the majors, 13 years. Yeah, that surprised me. 14 years. Majors, it's been in the majors that long? No, no. 14, that, that doesn't surprise me. He's on this list with these greats, though. Yeah, but you know, he hasn't been hurt. He, I mean, he's had little injuries here and there, but he, I don't know, to my recollection, he hasn't had any sustained absence. Correct. You know so that matters a lot. Correct. And since 2013, he's playing. Oh, since, tw- yeah, he's playing every day. Obviously, there was a shortened season last year. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise me, but I'm looking at this list and I see, like I said, Joe DiMaggio, Bernie Williams, Babe Ruth, Yogi Berra, Lou Gehrig. It, it's 
It's impressive. Good for him. Speaking of former Yankees, did you know, Flip, that the team with the most consecutive winning seasons in MLB history is the Yankees from 1926 to 1964? That's 39 seasons. Now, Flip, you're saying, why are you bringing that up, Kev? That's, that happened in 1964. Well, I bring it up because the team with the second longest streak in baseball history yeah. is this team, this Yankees team. They've extended their streak to 29 seasons earlier this year. How impressive is that? It's very impressive. I mean, again, life should always be viewed in the aggregate. You look that up now. We're going to talk about aggregate now for 20 minutes. Look I know that. that. I know that word. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I'm like an elf. But, I know but, that guy. I know Santa. No, you know. Listen, I, I know you know. I want you to use all these words in the next step. Quite a well down. We'll get them in. I tease about the staff meeting, but it's, uh, we have a lot of fun in there. And we have a lot of nice people in there. And it's... Uh, uh, we, we express ourselves. So it's, it, it's an interesting experience. And uh, I, I, I want everybody out there who's in business, go have a staff meeting. You know, you get bored with life, go have a staff meeting, we'll spice things up. But we have fun in ours and it's, uh, I'm glad we have them. Okay, now moving on to whatever it is you asked me, which was what? I forget. Now. How so, impressive. Oh, the impressive streak. Yes, I'm very impressed with it because it speaks to the, it speaks to the, 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 the overall talent and the overall consistency of the organization. I mean, you know, always tell people who say to me, like, the, the game, or, would you, who would you like in this game? You got to make a bet. Yeah, I don't make bets, but if you had to, who would you? And I say, I don't bet teams. I, don't, I bet organizations. You, you look at a team and you go, the organization is so strong. The Yankees contend every year. There's a reason for that. They put a lot of resources into contending every year. It's their, it's their mission statement. It's, it wants to win a World Series every year, but their mission statement, they're part of that, that subset of, 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 uh, uh, of uh, you know things that define them is really their 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 drive to to be to be excellent to to be the best team on the field, and when you shoot for the, all the marbles, you go for all the marbles. If you fall a little short of all the marbles, you're still going to have an, in the aggregate a very good season. And the Yankees are just that's how they're driven. That's how they're made up. It's about winning. They want to win, and it's their mission to win, and they do win. And the, the front office makes sure that they have every tool available to them so they can win. You know, Hal Steinbrenner is not is, puts his money back in that team. They, he's, George Steinbrenner certainly put the money back in the team. So does Hal. You know, they 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 want to be good. They they want to be great, and they're not afraid about putting the money where the mouths are. And uh, and and Brian Cashman is a very astute general manager. You know, you you could say, well, we haven't won a championship in the last what, eleven years. And that's true, we haven't. But you know what? That doesn't mean that we're not going to win one in the near future. And we the window is still open. There's still some terrific players. And they're going to make some changes. Regardless of what happens this year, I can see the Yankees making changes this offseason. I'd be surprised if they don't make some changes. But, you know, I'm talking about to the roster, to the, the basic core of the roster. But the Yankees have some, some great players, and they've been with the Yankees a long time. And the Yankees have also have trade material. The Yankees have a lot of players with great value in, in the market. So I, I, it depends on what cash decides the Yankees really need going forward. And that's probably another conversation. But they do have certain needs, I think. And, and I think cash is going to go out and try to address them. And that, that's what makes the Yankees who they are, though. They're not. They don't sit still. They don't. They, you know, qu- status quo is not in their in their vocabulary. It's not in the their last, lexicon. It's not in their lexicon. The last time Flip the Yankees finished with a losing record was 1992. And if you want to feel old, Gary Sanchez wasn't even born yet. Neither was I. Was Joey either. Gallo? I wasn't here. <laughs> John J. Filipelli. Right. Jordan Montgomery, Rugnet Odor. These guys have never experienced a losing season. The Yankees, it just doesn't exist to them, which is crazy. Tyler Wade, 
Glaber Torres. No such thing. Glaber Torres. What's going on with Glaber Torres? Let's shift gears there. Wow. Um, it's hard to say, other than the fact that it's evident that it's evidence that he's struggling. Uh, this year he just had some really struggled. Last year he struggled too. I know it was a shorter season, struggled there too. He hasn't found consistency as a shortstop. He just hasn't. Uh, one of the things we've talked about on this show is that, you know, the Yankees need to solidify shortstop defensively. And it's not that he's a terrible defensive player. He's not. But he's just – the demands of shortstop are such where I don't know that, the, that that's the position best suited for him. He's a better second baseman. And I think everybody realizes that. So I think, you know, you're going to see the Yankees either address that in the offseason in some way they can or you know or, or they, they'll say you know he has to learn from it was a great learning year for him as it was last year but at some point you know the, the tutorial sessions have to get limited and you need results on the field that's what it's all about is results on the field and he, from where he was to where he is right now he's really not giving the Yankees what they expected he's not giving the Yankees what he's capable of you know I don't know if he's hurt I don't know what that situation a lot of injuries sometimes injuries get guarded and you guys are sticking it out and saying so good for the when you know they're hurt and, and they're playing hurt and they're sticking it out and playing really hard. You sit there and say, like, I gotta tip my hat to them. Torres is playing, you know, he's trying. You know, it's not that he's not trying. It, and he's got a lot of he's got tremendous talent. It's just that I, you know, you don't know really where's the where's the real where's the real uh, Glaber Torres? Is it two years ago that Glaber Torres with 38 home runs, or is it this Glaber Torres who's not, not the shell of himself power wise? That's that's mystifying. That, and mystifying where he is in batting average, mystifying lack of defense sometimes, lack of range at, at, at shortstop, a critical position. So these are things that have to get addressed. The Yankees going to have to make some hard calls, and he's got to think things through as to what, what position he's going to play in the future and how that's going to affect him overall. Lack of power as well. I would I would argue yeah. maybe next year yeah. is the year when we figure out who he is, right? Because last year, shortened season, okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, came into summer camp, maybe a little out of shape um, this year. Let's say, Hey, you're allowed to have a bad season. So next year, that's going to be the telling year. I would, I would guess. Yeah. But it's, it's still mystifying to be that age. You know, he's not someone at the tail end of his career. Someone is not, he's not even anywhere near his prime yet. And he should always, every year should be better than the year before. I mean, they're building blocks and that's usually the case, but because again, he struggled last year and he struggled this year. That's, that's going to be a season and a half when it's over. Just about a season, almost a season and a half of a struggle. You know, it's yeah. like that's too much for a player with that kind of talent. And uh, he's better than that. Like we always talk about being better than that. He is better than that. So he's got to show it someplace. And who knows? He can still got time in the season. And he does that. He can have a great postseason, and, and hopefully. And, and mm-hmm. look at and all this will be kind of not forgotten, but all this will be a lot of it will be uh, forgiven. The, the, whatever it is that he's not doing, everybody thinks he should do, people will get past that. But he's still got time to write that chapter. It's not written yet, but he better write a chapter. Well, I know you're not a betting man. I would bet on him writing that chapter. I'm a Glaber Torres fan. I think everything's going to be well there. Let's yeah. shift gears to the bullpen. The Yankees bullpen has been just a roller coaster this season. Let me give you some numbers. April and May, the bullpen ERA, 277. Then you go to June and July, and it's 489. Then you go to August, and it's back down to 240. So now here we go, September 5.05, 22nd in Major League Baseball. What's going on here with this bullpen? Well, as usual, your apt description, uh, roller coaster, for sure. Um, well, it's a lot of it mirrors Chapman. I mean, Chapman oh, was, yeah. was been outstanding. He was outstanding the first part of the outstanding. He could be better. And then, you know, then you went to, you know, the words are ready to mean, you hear it or you're not. Uh, they were, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, the, the bottom fell out. 
And um, he, then he came back and he, he struggled and he was still having problems. And then he found a little bit of uh, oxygen and started playing better. And now he's playing whatever. I have no idea what causes all this. I know that losing Britain, which is a terrible loss for the Yankees, they lost him. The back end of the bullpen, Chapman, was being a question mark on occasion. So then you've got the back end of your bullpen, the, the part you really, really need to win games, to, to protect leads, wasn't there for you. And you start experimenting with different people and putting them in different roles, roles they're not really suited for. You know, either they're, they're psychologically they're not suited for or physically they're not suited for it. But you're playing a lot of different roles. And you got to be able to, as a team, you have to be able to weather that. And whether that means, you know, getting somebody help from the minor leagues to, to stabilize things, stabilize your bullpen, you know, that, that was certainly an option. But and the Yankees, I think, have done that. They've tried really hard. It's not for lack of energy. And they've had a lot of different people in that bullpen, those bullpens, manning the bullpens for them. So I don't know, uh, ultimately, how this shakes out. I do know that, I mean, losing Loisa, losing Loisica was a killer. That's a killer. 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 Uh, Hopefully he'll be back soon. Loisica was is a difference maker. Loisica was was one of the MVPs of that Yankee of, of this Yankee team, and didn't again. He was starting to get finally getting the recognition he deserves. Loisica, we've said this on the show many times. Loisica, it's like the key to their to their fortunes. I mean, he really is. And had they gotten to October and Chapman still was struggling, I guarantee Loisica would have been closing the October games. That's how important he is to the Yankees. So losing him was a major injury. That was a, ma- a major problem. And let's say major injury. It, it was a big injury, but hopefully he'll weather that and be back but important. Maybe somebody else too. I don't think he's going to close games in October, but one person you always tell me about is keep an eye on a brave. Yeah. I like a pray. I mean, he's got a lot to learn. He's a little bit, sometimes he lacks command in the strike zone. He's a kid. And sometimes he's got great stuff though. It's all over the place. He's, he's where Lewisica was two years ago. Live he's arm. Where Abreu is. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I look at it. And once Abreu finds his sea legs, I and mean, he really doesn't, he's going to, you, he's going to be, he's got another one that's going to have a value. And his value of the Yankees is going to be uh, inestimable. Inestimable, for sure. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> inestimable. You bring up uh, prior Chapman, you know, and we said yeah. he's got a roller coaster season going on. Yeah. Unfortunately, Chad, Chad Green. Yeah, I, I think you'd rather him have a roller coaster season than the season he's having because he he's was a up in a roller. He's he went down and he's kind of just stayed down his last 24 he's games at five. I mean, cup cap, he's got to be exhausted. How many appearances does Chad Green have? I mean, there's only and especially losing Britain and having Chapman having a question mark. You know, he, he became the, the, the linchpin of the bullpen. So, I mean, and he's 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 pitched, you know, literally every day. I mean, I know Boone is, hasn't wanted to fix them as much as he's, he's had to. I mean, but, and, and I think 60 games. I think how many? 60 games. Don't you think that's a lot? That's a lot of games. We can't yeah. look at last year's because it was a shortened season. 2019, he pitched 54 games. I guess in 18, he pitched more, 63 games. Okay, but, but, but that's still a lot of games. Yeah. And it's a lot of games. And, and the season still has, we still have many games left. We, you know, we have the, uh, Around twenty, a little less than twenty left, right? So it's fifteen. What have I played? Fifteen games left, something like that. Fifteen, yeah. So we had fifteen games left. And those fifteen games, don't you think you could see them ten times? Yep, yep. It's possible, okay. right? So you look at it, you go like, okay, that sixty became that was seventy. I mean, that's that's a lot of games. And more importantly, how many games he warm up. How many games he warms up and it doesn't come in? Yeah, of course. Don't you think those pitches count too? They do. Innings pitched, I think, might be more important. His yeah. next out is 
a career high, tied for a career high of innings pitched. Seventy-five. That'll be seventy-five point two. Wow. So he's tired, yeah. is what you're telling me. Well, I'm telling you, he's pitched. He's got more innings pitched than, than appearances. Yeah. Which tells you, which tells you, he's going more than an inning. Right. Which is, you know, in a, in a reliever, ideally you want them to stay with stay within the inning if you can, for a lot of reasons, you know. Uh, but it just shows you that how important he is to getting getting. He's very important to the Yankees too. Especially now with so many question marks about other things, the last thing you want is a question mark about him. You know, especially no. the given all the problems that, that they're facing at the moment. You're right. It's just for Chad Green, he's been the most, seriously is one of the league's most reliable relievers for years. It, it just, as a Yankees fan, I, I'm rooting for him. Um, hopefully he can turn it around. Peralta can't pitch every day. I like Peralta a lot. Yeah, that turned out to be a, real, a very key acquisition for them. That was that was the uh, Talkman deal, right? Yeah, Giants. Yeah, who's not even on the Giants anymore? I don't think. I don't. I don't. I, you know, I don't really know where he is. But but I tell you know, right now. And I think he made some nice contributions to the Yankees. I think he's a good guy. I think he made some strong contributions. But you know, but Peralta has really helped them. He, he's when they, again about having bullpen depth is so important because you just need pitchers, and especially if the starting pitchers are going to get in trouble. You really need a bullpen to bail them out, and it can't always be the same guys, unfortunately, because of the nature of the game. And when it becomes the same people, sometimes it, you they can get worn out. It's not that you know Aaron Boone is doing a poor job with Magic Boone. It's not that at all. It's just really that it you just it just takes it takes a, a village to get this done in the course of a season. It takes a village, and, and then you need the people. And you need a multiple, multiple number of relievers to come through for you in, in all in different situations. And again, there's also depending on how you view a game. I mean, I, I'm from the David Cohn school of if the bases are loaded in the sixth inning and you've got a one-run lead, you know what? That's the time to go to your pen and bring in somebody strong. Don't say, well, it's a sixth inning. I'm going to bring in middle reliever. And get me. No, this is the game is on the line right here. You know, you, and you got to stem the tide or keep it where it is, whatever. You need to have – you have to be able to have to be pliable – and have the guys who could fill that for you and still be able to close the game. If your best reliever is your closer, maybe you put him in there to, to do what he needs to do to, to terminate the other team and get the outs you need to get. And you worry about closing when you get there, knowing that you have not agree more. Could you not know, agree more. Different. And, but Abreu, Abreu's got a live arm, a solid arm, and he's going to be, he's going to be a force. He's, he's not there yet. He's not there yet. But he's, you saw him in a couple of games this year where the Yankees had no, 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 no other way to go. And he was in a showdown situation with uh, the opposition that he, he bested them, you know, because he's got great stuff and, and uh, he's got a good attitude about the game. And like I said, he's got a lot of growing to do, but, but he's going to get there. And, and he could potentially be a big star. All right, Flip, what do you say we get to the mailbag? Let's do that. First, let's get to that mailbag we've music because mail, I love we've that. We've got mail. We've got <laughs> mail. We've got mail. I don't get any mail anymore because I don't have a mailbox, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Poor mailbox. He's underwater with my home. But, oh, hey. no. Producer Dan Bassone, let's hear that mailbag music. Let's go. Let's hear it. Time for some mail. Okay, Flip. Well, that this was, is that, from... was that not melodic? That was so melodic. And you know who did that was our own A.J. Herman. Oh, I like A.J. What happened to A.J.? Nothing happened to him. He's, uh, he's off this weekend, so that's why uh, we don't have him here. Oh, I see. We have Dan Bassone. Well, yeah, I like Dan. Dan does a good job. Dan's a good guy. <laughs> Dan's a good guy. Dan's working all day today, like all day. 
well, don't we all work all day? That's true. Let's get to the email. Jake from Ohio. Jake from Jake from uh, the insurance company. No, <laughs> State Farm. Yeah, yeah, they don't That's give us any money. No insurance companies. Uh, Jake from the insurance company. <laughs> you should have right, gotten Jake, the, the on, flip Jake. deal from Jake. Hi, guys. Love the show. Can't wait to listen down the stretch. Well, thanks, Jake. Well, I understand there's still a great some... name for a podcast, by the way. Down the stretch. Down the stretch. And remember down when the we had... they come. Remember when we had like a new name every week? Yes, I still get new names every week. It's remarkable. <laughs> let's get let's get back to Jake here. He says, right. and while I understand there's still some baseball to be played this season, my question more revolves around what happens after the season. I want to know what do you guys think the number one priority should be for the Yankees this season? That's a great question. A little early, a little premature, but a great question. Lots of options. Where do you want to go? Oh, that's such a that question needs a broad answer. I mean, it, you have to, it's a paintbrush answer. You just mm-hmm. you hear when I go the way you get a good paintbrush and it covers a lot of ground. You have to do that here. There's a lot that the Yankees have to think about, address. They really do, uh, and you know, and they have the they have players to trade and to bring good value back. And I think they have to think about you know what they're going to do that's going to change the makeup of the team. Uh, is it, is it, a, I mean, I, I'm not saying that the Yankees haven't gotten a lot of value out of those, these players. They have, and, and they've played well. As a matter of fact, they're in contention going into the last two weeks of the season. So, you know, kudos to Brian and his team for all that they've done, not only now, but through the years. But having said that, they've got a challenge. They can have a challenge out of them because they do have to make some changes. You're going to have to strengthen your starting rotation. You, got, you know, you, you know, I mean, when you look at the, when you look at the Rays, they lost Snell and they lost Morton. You don't lose pitchers like that and not have it affect you. They're now, they're better than they were. I mean, they're now better. I mean, so that tells you the depth of their system, their farm system, and their their astuteness when they make a deal. They make very good trades. They get players who fit their system. They know what their system is and is defined. And they don't deviate from it. And that's one of the reasons I think the Rays are so successful. The Yankees have been always, as we talked earlier, the streaks that they've had through the years, how, how successful the Yankees are. The Yankees are enormously successful. But in, in, in vis-a-vis this team in this situation, I think you have to look for improved the starting pitching. The bullpen has to have more depth to it and make some changes in the bullpen. So you have to improve the pitching, but start with that. Starting pitching and bullpen, you know, you start up the middle. Defense is so important. I don't know, what do I always say, Kev? The run you, why is the run you save less important than the run you drive in? The answer is it's not. You've got to, and, and the Yankees defense, you know, it needs to be strong, particularly up the middle. You get shortstop, second base, catcher, center field. There, there are holes in those, some of those positions. So how are you going to fill them? You know, so the Yankees need to strengthen their defense, strengthen their starting pitching and their bullpen. And in terms of their offense, you know, uh, you know they've got enough bats. I know they've struggled this time mightily at, at, at points during the season with their offense. But the truth of the matter is they have a pretty good offense. They have good offensive players. I mean, I would sign Rizzo. I would sign Anthony Rizzo in a heartbeat. I would, not only because he's a lefty bat who could take advantage of the stadium and he has already. You remember, he's actually been unbelievable. He had a stretch where he didn't play well, but that was COVID-related. You take away the COVID situation, you know, and you just judge it from what he's been able to do when healthy and on the field. He's been a mighty contributor to the Yankees, and he's a great defensive player. He saves them. I don't know how he runs at first base, and he drives in a lot of runs. So he's a good player. He's still, you know, he's still relatively young at 31. And I would take it. I take a couple of years on him for sure. I think. I think Judge the Yankees have to look at that situation and say, do we? Do we just you know, he's had injuries. He hasn't always been on the field. Uh, that's a, that gives them pause. But when he's on the field, look how productive he is. 
that gives you pause too. You have to look at it and say, like, wow, why, wow. So which which yeah, which Aaron Judge are we going to get? Which one do I get? The Yankees are banking on it to be the one down the road, and I think they'll make them a commiserate offer. Just obviously, the Snakers free agency is looming. And by the way, the collective bargaining agreement expires when we say free agents looming. That's under the old system. Who knows what the new system's going to bring if and when that gets hammered out because they have to face that's that. That's crazy. He could be a free that's agent crazy. this offseason. I think it's possible, but who knows how that gets handled. So, I mean, so the Yankees have to – that's why you saw a lot of the moves that you saw. A lot of star players got traded. They were all relatively near the end of their contracts anyway. But the matter was they didn't want to just make sure that they were lost in the system somewhere if they have a new collective bargaining agreement. And that's not addressed somehow the status of, you know, the, I think the players have to get that service time whittled down, by the way. And I've said that before. Six years, the free agency is too long. And I think if you, you were, if, you're, if I'm running the Players Association, I'm not saying I need, on long bus trips, I need, you know, I need a better seat or I need a better sandwich or better air conditioning. I'm sitting there saying, I got to whittle down the service time. That's where the players need to go. That's what everyone wants to be free. That, that's the quickest way. I think they'll get that. I thought, who knows? Well, we can think they'll get a lot of things. But again, when something like that is major, and they're going to, the players are going to have to give up something major to get something major. That's the art of negotiation. So who knows what, what way it'll shake out. But except it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride. There you go, Jake. In summary, there's a lot going on. It's too early, I think, to pinpoint the number one priority, though. Good question. And if you have a question for us, you can email us curtaincall at yesnetwork.com. Curtaincall at yesnetwork.com. Curtaincall at yesnetwork.com. Flip. It was great being Kevin. back. What, Kevin? It was great being back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to be to be back. It's not, it's, like I said, it was a struggle on a personal level. It was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to go through the watching your possessions float by you in your own home is a little much. Uh, you know, it's a little much because a lot of stuff can't be replaced. So that that's hard. That was really hard. But, you know, we were, we were tough in my household. We're nothing else. We're tough. And uh, so everybody, you know, persevered. And we got through it and we're getting through it. But it is a process and it's not an easy one. It is. Yeah, that's where, look, we're all here. We're, we're still checking and we're still doing our podcast. And what can be better than this? It's like riding a bike, right? We just jumped right back on. Absolutely. I mean, the words of Ashley Fugazi, get back on that bike. I like the Peloton, so it was nothing for me. Yeah, the Peloton. They're, That's an easy joke. I saw they have a sale. Do uh, they? Yeah, it was like they're taking a lot off the purchase of the bike. Well, that's I'm too Peloton, late for that. We'll give you a free spot. You hear that, Peloton? We'll give you a, a commercial here. Uh, but that would be a nice fit for us, Peloton, don't you think? For them to sponsor us, knowing that yeah. I, I like the Peloton? Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. So she so send this tape to them, see if they'll sponsor us. I'm on it. I'll walk down to the store in Westport and say, hey, what's up? You live in Westport? I don't know, but I live nearby. In, in what, nearby Delaware? Town. Wait, Delaware? <laughs> a neighboring <laughs> town, let's say. Oh, you don't want to say the town. You should. But, right, but it's, right. it, well, get on a map. It's not that hard to figure out. I, right. I, live in a, I live in a town nearby. I mean, that's nearby, right? So you, you take that place that you just mentioned and you figure a place like you get a circumference, like you know those things that what is that? The, uh, the thing that measures is circumference. Oh, right. It goes protracted, like around. Right? Is, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Is that what it is? Is a protracted? Measure? I don't know, but I. Whatever. I'll add that to my things what and look it, it up. It approach, what, what, the thing you used to make a circle with when you were a kid. Protractor. You, yes. I, well, that's what I said originally. Pro, see, I wasn't wrong. So I have to stop doubting myself, which I, 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 I will do as, as soon as this podcast is over. You, the next time you doubt yourself will be the first time. 
Uh, that's probably true. I don't doubt myself a lot, but but you know, but I sh- and I should. I mean, I, I I make as much mistakes as many mistakes as a lot of people. But but the reality is that it's not about making a mistake. It's it's not making the same mistake twice. That's the lesson. That's the lesson learned right there. Just don't make it again. Everybody makes mistakes. Just don't make the same mistake twice. You know, that's what I learned. It's powerful stuff. Where do you get philosophy? Which wow. Which philosophy? Only this one. We've talked baseball. Uh, dictionaries that I have to look up. Like Sopranos. Plato. Like Plato. You're something. Yeah. I really am. Like, like, like flips retreat. <laughs> I've started writing down some of my favorite flipisms. Uh, don't, don't go there. <laughs> you see the one you don't make air. Oh my God. Those well, there are, are some yeah. that I can't say. Some that I can't say. Let me yeah. see. I got my notebook here. Oh, no. 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 I got to find the page. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to find the page. A page. <laughs> That's all I want. Is a, I'm grateful for that. Oh, here's one I could say. What? Um, you look good for you. That's <laughs> it. So you look good for you. That's one of my favorites. Good. Uh, Mary had a little lamb. We're not going to get into that one. Oh, no, don't go there. That's uh, funny. Guys. All these other ones I can't actually say. <laughs> You're right. You said the one you shouldn't say, and you said it anyway. But that's all right. No, that one's not bad. No, it's not really bad. I mean, you're going to finish it, you're going to leave it there. No, then it gets bad. <laughs> okay, so don't, don't go there. Yeah, you go. Right. I can't, if you want, but we'll all get in trouble if I keep reading. Uh, it's, it's, you're 50% of the show. Do what you want. Oh, then no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's land this thing, Flip. Oh, why? Because it's just starting to get interesting now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll land the plane. In the words of the great Ashton Fugazi, it's time to land the plane. Uh, Yankees have a uh, mission statement. This is right in front of them. They know what they need to do. So Yankees go out and do it because it's the time's running out, but uh, we're still very much in this thing and you guys can uh, get it done. So, uh, okay. That's, that's, the, that's me, me and me on the Yankees and uh, everything else is everything else. And uh, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to our, our next show and we look forward to having you with us and take care. So uh, life can, can be a minefield sometimes, it's going to be tough, but uh, you know, you just got to be uh you know, anticipate it and, and, and be strong and you'll get through it. Like we get through the pandemic, we get through all this stuff. We will. We just have to be strong, be focused and, and collectively also lean on each other, lean on the support of friends and loved ones and there's nothing you can't do when you have that behind you. So that's my little philosophical journey on the, the philosophies of flip. But anyway, so we'll see you soon and remember, rate, review and subscribe and uh, thank you Sopranos for your, for your little guest spot. We appreciate that very much. Talk to you soon. Yeah.